His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. North Carolina teen Emma Bailey, she went around a curve in her car and lost control. She hit a light pole and she suffered a devastating spinal cord injury. But what was neat about her story is that she asked paramedics to pray and sing Corey Asbury's song, Reckless Love. Well, Corey heard about this and he shared a special message of encouragement for her on his radio. So we've really been following Emma's progress closely. And we were so excited to see this video of her working on her writing. She's actually writing her name and her penmanship is beautiful, by the way. She also got out of the hospital for the first time in weeks to take a field trip to Target, which of course every girl loves. And she just posted this on Facebook. She said, about a month ago, my life changed in an instant. On May 25th, I was planning on going to the beach, but God had different plans. This summer, I was planning on going to a mission trip to St. Lucia, but God had a different plan. I feel that God has allowed me to touch more lives through this car accident, she says in quotation marks, than I have ever could have on that mission trip. The amount of support my family and I have been given is incredible. It would take me forever to thank everyone individually for all the fundraisers, prayers, and meals. She says hospital food is yucky. I believe in the power of prayer and in miracles, so please continue to pray for complete healing. Emma's story is so remarkable that we have an opportunity to do something for Emma coming up in less than 10 minutes. And I can't wait for you to hear what is going to happen for Emma in that hospital. That's coming up on his radio. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. About a month ago, just before her high school graduation, North Carolina teen Emma Bailey lost control of her car and hit a light pole. She suffered a devastating spinal cord injury. On the way to the hospital, they played his radio in the ambulance. And as they were playing his radio, they started to sing this song right here. cool thing. Corey Asbury caught word that they were singing this song in Emma's story and had this special message for Emma. Corey Asbury here. Um, I got the email about you earlier while I was in a prayer meeting and really felt the Father whisper to me um, the song by Jason Upton. It's an old song and it's Emma, Not Alone is the title of the song. And uh, immediately just tears in my eyes and um, reading the lyrics and the verses are uh, don't be afraid baby don't you cry daddy's here it'll be all right you're not alone and don't be afraid if you scrape your knee got a band-aid waiting and a kiss for free you're not alone you're not alone and uh, just felt him whisper, you're not alone. I know it's difficult, uh, but he's with you, and he's the comforter. You're, you're not alone. Emma. You're not alone, Emma, Corey is saying to Emma in that special message. Well, it turns out that Corey Asbury and Matt Marr are going to be in concert right up the road from where Emma is in the hospital in August. And... We had an opportunity with Scott Watson to show up at the hospital where something very special took place. 
Well, we wanted to just let you know how much we're thinking of you and uh, praying for you and uh, how much you're loved. Well, we would like to know if you would like Corey Asbury concert tickets. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he is coming with Matt Marr to uh, Catch the Fire Church in Durham, and that's going to be in August. So we would like to give you some tickets. How about it? Thank you. She, and there was a whole crowd of people that were in there. She was surrounded by family and friends. They were anticipating what Scott was going to do. She looked so good. The smile on her face as Scott gave her goodies and specialized, humongous-looking VIP tickets to see Corey Asbury and Matt Marr in concert in August. That's going to be such a special day. I know this encouragement means so much to Emma and her family. Yeah, so thank you for praying for Emma. We're standing with Emma along with you. She's got a long road ahead of her, but because of you and your prayers, she's making it through, and we're just so, so very grateful. Emma, we're going to see you at the concert, girl. Okay, okay, that's it. Mornings with his morning crew. It's time for a hedgehog update. Hedgehog update from our producer, Jim Mann. Yes. Hedgehog update. We're going to talk about Arbuckle. Arbuckle. I wish my name was Arbuckle. It's kind of a cool name. It is a cool name, especially for a hedgehog. Mm -hmm. Well, Arbuckle is probably the heaviest hedgehog. I don't want to say fat because it's not good. You Heavy. did, but it's okay. <laughs> Whispered it so it doesn't count. Well, <laughs> the poor fella weighs in at five pounds. Oh, that is embarrassing. Wow. It's horrible. <laughs> My. Well, considering the average uh, hedgehog weight is a little over a pound, that is embarrassing. Mm. He can hardly walk, which is hard to imagine being five pounds. He can hardly walk because of all your weight. But uh, they uh, put it into a uh, the new Ark Animal Rescue Center where they're putting on a restricted diet. Nice. And they're scattering the food so it has to exercise to get to the food. <laughs> it walks to the food. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? You just sounded like the penguin from the throwback Batman series. Well, they sound a lot like hedgehogs. Right. How does the hedgehog sound? I could be higher because a little... Like that. <laughs> Uh, huh? okay. That sounds like a scary shower scene in a movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's end that there. More than just pretty voices. 14-year-old Olivia Cox of Richmond Hill was diagnosed with lymphoma, a rare form of blood cancer. And within hours, on Monday, June 4th, less than a month ago, Olivia passed away. Olivia's mom, Christy, joins us now to talk about her amazing daughter and this mission that she's on. Thank you, Christy, for joining us this morning. Well, thank you for having me. Just know, Christy, we love you, and our family here at His Radio has been praying for you and your family all along. We know that uh, Olivia has been such a joy and continues to touch so many lives. How are you guys? Yes, thank you. How are you guys holding up? Uh, it's a minute-by-minute minute journey. Um, you know, we know that God has a plan, but the pain is still so deep. It's the, the hardest thing God's ever brought us to. Wow. At the U.S. House of Representatives just over a week ago, Representative Carter took the podium to remember Olivia's life in front of everyone. I rise today to remember Olivia Cox of Richmond Hill, Georgia. A kind-hearted 14-year-old who passed away on June 4th, hours after being diagnosed with a rare form of cancer. 
We can all be inspired by her passion for life, exemplified in her hobbies and her ability to make everyone around her a little, little happier every day. Christy, what was that like to see? Well, I didn't hear about it for about a week, I think. The city clerk sent me the link, and um, I was surprised. I, um, our community has been amazing. They've been so supportive and just offered so much love and, and food. And, um, you know, B Buddy Carter doesn't live in our community, but he's such a valuable asset to our community because he represents us here. So he's here a lot. And um, it really meant a lot to know that in some small way, she even touched him to the point that he felt it worthy to talk about her. From what we understand, Christy, Olivia has really touched so many people because of her heart's desire to do one simple thing. And what was that? Just love others and um, do random acts of kindness. Um, we're hearing all kinds of stories from teachers that are, are reaching all the way back to even her kindergarten, first grade, just talking about they saw the uniqueness back then. She was just, she was solid. She was grounded in who she was in Jesus. And she, from what I'm gathering, she was not the typical teenager. To us, all of these stories we keep hearing was just normal life for us. That was just Olivia. Um, but other people see it as something extraordinary. Um, for example, she, you know, co-founded a Bible club at school in the middle school and the pastor that did the service kept saying, but she started a Bible club in the middle school, a public middle school with over 1800 students. And to us, that didn't even hit as anything unusual because that was just how Olivia was. Um, but we're coming to see now that um, that's not necessarily the typical teenager. She also has this very unique love for books and making sure that other children get books. And this dream is still alive. Oh, yes, absolutely. They had a booth at the 4th of July event yesterday. And um, now we're the family's not really involved in, in doing this and collecting the books. It was a family friend that asked, could she coordinate this? Because I had posted on Facebook that this was Olivia's dream. And she, the dream came about because we adopted a little girl from Ukraine three and a half years ago. And on that first trip over there, we took the two older girls with us so they could see where Allie was living and what the conditions were. And Olivia fell in, in love with Ukraine. She fell in love with the people, the food, everything about it, and um, came out of that journey with the desire According to her, she was going to adopt a child from every country when she got uh, old enough. And um, and so she, while we were there, we visited a school and it was in such poor condition. And the, the uh, person that was working in the library area said, you know, we, we really just would love American books. And so she had the desire to come back and do that. And and I'll tell you that I um, that was one of the regrets I had that I had not actually done that. We have two kids with special needs. And so that had kind of been pushed to the back burner over and over again. And so when she passed and I posted that that was one of the things that I really wish we had done, uh, a friend stepped up and said, can I coordinate that for you? And um, and she's done a tremendous job. As of yesterday, I think they had collected over 8,000 books already. Wow. That's a That's lot of books. amazing. I think, yeah. I, I think you could probably use a few more books as well. And we want to help out as a His Radio family. Now, I don't know if you've heard of a group called the Newsboys. We believe in God the Father. We believe in but the Newsboys happen to be coming in concert here. It's coming up yeah. on July 21st. The Newsboys okay. will be in town. Okay. And since they're in town, we're asking everybody who's going to the concert 
to bring a book wow. for Olivia. Oh, wow. That that's cause. awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. It's awesome. Would you like to be there to see the books come? Oh, that would be awesome. Well, as the books are coming in, we have for you not just tickets, but VIP tickets to go oh. to the Newsboys. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. I don't even know what to say. I'm not normally speechless, <laughs> but thank you so much. What do you think Olivia would say seeing all these books coming in for her beloved kids in the Ukraine? She would be ecstatic over this. She would be thrilled, but um, she wouldn't really like all the attention uh, with her name being out there um, because she wasn't like that. Um, she liked to do things behind the scenes, but but it's amazing to see how God is working through this and this, you know, 12 year olds to 14 year olds dream and um, and it coming to fruition. It's just amazing. God is just so good in the midst of our um, pain. Well, Krista, you have inspired us. Olivia, inspiring millions of people around the world. And I can just imagine what God is going to do through this for these kids in the Ukraine. Yeah. Something tells me there are going to be many, maybe thousands that will come to Christ because of this. How yes. honorable that is. And that would be our desire. Can't wait to see you at the concert with these thousands Thank of you. more books that are coming in. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank <laughs> you, you so much. You are so welcome. We love you so much. And please know we'll continue to pray as a His Radio family for you. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Do you guys cry at weddings? No. All the time. Never. <laughs> Always. No. There's nothing wrong with crying at weddings. Cry, and baby. I know, Rob Dempsey, even you would have cried at this one. Really? Hayden got married, and her flower girl was three-year-old Skye, a little girl who wouldn't be here today if it weren't for Hayden donating her bone marrow to save little Skye's life. I walked up and I just dropped to my knees and all I could do was smile. Little Skye was diagnosed with leukemia two years ago, just before her first birthday. And Hayden, thankfully, had signed up for Be The Match. And this is how she was connected with Skye. So for Skye's third birthday, after you know the surgery and the bone marrow donation and all of that, Hayden sent a gift to Skye. And along with that birthday gift was an invitation to be her flower girl. And the doctors gave the all clear. So Skye was so happy to be a part of Hayden's big day. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. You would have cried. See, yes, I, I would have. I would have cried so loud they would have had to ask me to leave. <laughs> It would have been embarrassing for me. <laughs> I know. So it's neat to see how this family, who probably never would have crossed paths otherwise, are now connected forever. Yeah. And the flower girl at her wedding. That Mornings is quite with Rob, amazing. Allison, and Jim. Antonio is quite an amazing young man. Antonio Dawkins. He, he and I have something in common. See, when Antonio was a teenager, he was homeless. He'd sneak into the Fort Mill High School where he went to school just to take a shower in the locker room. And at some nights he was able to sleep in there when there was nice, cool air conditioning in the middle of the summer. Here's one thing. Um, no at the school knew what he was going through in his life. See, he kept it a secret and a few friends found out and just like a movie, a family took him in. And because of that family, Antonio now is going to college and he's playing football for Bethany College in West Virginia. He just told uh, Brett McCormick at the Herald, what keeps him motivated in college? That's 
just that make it easier for me just thinking about like where I came from and how my how my life been that just that just motivate me to be different for my my, my younger siblings and everybody else in my family so uh, that just give me motivation to just keep driving keep pushing that movie called The Blind Side? Mm-hmm. The, that reminds me so much of The Blind Side. And Antonio, what an amazing young man because he has the drive to keep moving forward. And I love the Bryant family that took him in because they showed him love. And because they showed him love, look at how much Antonio is thriving right now. Absolutely. And it'll be interesting to see how having him as a role model will impact his younger siblings. Yeah. Isn't that going to be so cool? Mm-hmm. That'd be great to see him in the NFL one day. You we'll have another movie. See it. He wants to get into entertainment, believe it or not. I was just reading about yeah. him wanting to be an entertainer. He might be the, like, the program director for a radio station. That'd be cool. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, he's pointing at me. Because <laughs> that happened in my life. See? Or he might even go higher and have my job. <laughs> and the executive producer wow. of his dream morning crew. Big. Well, you dream, Tony. It just might happen for you. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Losing something on vacation just absolutely stinks, especially when you lose cash. It makes it worse. There's this family that actually lost $8,000 in Boston on their vacation recently. The mom lost her purse, realized when she was in a coffee shop it was gone, and she's sitting in the corner. She's being consoled by her teenagers, trying to say, Mom, it's going to be okay. And then... She hears somebody calling out her name in the coffee shop. And it was a guy who had her purse in hand and her ID and all the money was still in the purse. That guy's name is Mark and he works for a trucking company and he stopped at the coffee shop. He wanted a donut. And so he saw the purse on the ground just outside the door. He thought, okay, the owner's got to be inside. So he went through inside the purse, got the ID, and he said he saw a ton of money in there. And then he told CBS Boston that if this was years ago, that'd be a completely different scenario for him. There was a time in my life when I would have never tried to give that back. But I'm just glad I'm over that hump. Here's the thing, too. The mom was just so appreciative that he gave back that uh, all that money to her in and found the purse that she tried to give him a reward. He said, I don't need it, but thanks. And that was it. Isn't it amazing? She was sitting in this coffee shop crying, and the wallet was just right outside the door. The whole purse was just (laughs) right outside the door. That is crazy. She didn't even buy him a donut? He wouldn't take that? He wouldn't take anything from her. Jim would have taken the donut. Yeah. (laughs) At least that, right? Rob, Allison, and Jim. Here's one thing you'll learn about our producer, Jim Mann, if you haven't already. And it's his strong feeling for cats. Yeah, and we are privileged and we are honored to have yet another cat story from Uncle Jim. Jared Yost, he is a landscaper. He was doing a little landscaping work the other day when he saw a little kitten hiding out under some uh, some uh, stuff? shrubbery and stuff. Rubbish? Yeah, just hiding. And uh, he thought, oh, the poor little thing, it's going to get, you know, go out on the road and have some trouble. So he took the little kitten home to his family, mm-hmm. and he called the vet to make an appointment the next day and bought some cat food and stuff like that. And uh, But overnight, uh, the cat started meowing, and this is how it sounded. 
Whoa. Holy mackerel. That's no kitten. That's not that kitten. That sounds like a hawk. I know. Are you sure you got the right thing there? I am so sure. I am so sure, Rob. Because it's a bobcat. Oh. That's a bobcat. Is that what they sound like? Yeah, you've never heard of bobcat. No. <laughs> well, that's it. And so they sent it to the uh, Minnesota Wildlife Rehab Center. <laughs> And uh, they're taking care of it from there. And we'll put it back out into the wild and stuff like that. But, ooh, that was close. You know, because if they kept that and it grew up a little and it's like the size of their dog, maybe they'll know by then. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I could just imagine this family telling this story for years to come around the Thanksgiving table. Like, remember when Dad brought home the bobcat? Way to go, Dad. <laughs> kind of redefines this song. What kind of cat hangs out in your house? Bobcat. <laughs> what kind of cat hangs out in the alley? Alley cat. What kind of cat is a chocolate candy bar? Kitty cat. Yeah. What kind of cat are you? What kind of cat are you? I'm a bobcat. Tell me, tell me true. What kind of cat are you? I'll give you those clues. What kind of cat are you? His morning crew. Which I understand that Jim Man has some very important, valuable information you need to know today. Yes. Update on cheese. <laughs> Good. I'm here for you. This is the cheesy report. I read the USDA report like weekly. I know you guys do too, right? Everybody, Rob, you have this. Don't have morning. to because Jim will read it to us. And oh, yes. Yeah, so. That's when we have nap time. <laughs> what? Back in 1918, when I was just a third grader. Uh, America had 23 million pounds of cheese in stockpile. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. But now, 100 years later, 1.385 billion pounds of cheese. In stockpile? In stockpile. <laughs> so this, this week, you can have plenty of grilled cheese because there's plenty to go around. Isn't that like too much? Mm. Isn't it going to go bad? It, That's what I'm thinking. Oh, Where is, is all this cheese? Yeah, where are, are they hiding this it? this cheese stockpile? Why is it so much bears? at the stores? Some's at my office. I keep that stockpile there. But uh, why Why is there so much? Why, you ask? Don't know. Why? Why? Well, there's too much milk on hand to process, right? Okay. So they said that milk is more easily stored as cheese. This is so weird. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. But my life is enriched. Mm -hmm. So I store my milk as cheese. I can think of other things I'd rather store my milk as. You don't uh, like cheese? Ice cream? Hello. <laughs> You're just not a health nut like I am. Oh yeah, right. He's a health nut, right? What? You know, it's interesting. Do you stockpile anything, Allie? Do you stockpile anything? You save a lot of stuff. Money. If of I anything? come across a good deal, Money. I will clear a shelf. Yes. Okay. Coupons. I yeah. know. <laughs> no. You were saying coupons, were you just saying Allie yeah. does the coupons? You're pointing fingers I am, at Allie. I am. Okay. Stockpiling coupons is not a bad thing. Mm. I would, if I knew like my favorite flavors were going out, I would definitely stockpile things like ice cream, as I mentioned before. Mm. Order. Easily stockpiled. Um, <laughs> I have some favorites as far as peanut butter. Mm. I have a favorite toothpaste. You stockpile toothpaste? I would. You like make if your I, own. It okay. came down she to it. She would. <laughs> what is it anyway? 
I like crest, the whitening one. The whitening crest. (laughs) That's why when she smiles, her teeth go sting and sparkle just like that. Okay, so here, this is interesting. I don't know if you'd stockpile anything, but what would you stockpile so you would never run out? Or maybe you do that. Interesting to know. 800-447-7234. That's 800-447-7234. You can call and text and join in the conversation with his morning crew. Mornings with his morning crew. Looks like our producer, Jim Mann, on his radio has some technology to share with you. Mm. It's going to blow you away. Yes, the German Society for Mechatronics, Mechatronics uh, gave out awards uh, recently. I, oddly enough, did not receive one. What? Mm, I know. So Shocking. something is up. That's what I'm thinking. However, the person who came in first place is a student. He's 25-year-old. Philip, you guessed it, Philip Frenzel. You, you figured that. Never would have guessed it, but go ahead. What? He's a good kid. Well, he came up with a uh, mobile airbag for your mobile phone, your mobile phone. An so, airbag. A bag phone? No. <laughs> That's already been say, done. Kind of outdated. So what's he do? Put it in bubble wrap and carries it around like that? That's what I would think. Because mine was a little parachute for your iPhone. And it didn't go over well. <laughs> but this one, it, it it detects when it's in free fall. <laughs> okay. I don't know how. Maybe it's screaming or something. And then out <laughs> of the corners of its little case come these little curled uh, metal curls, he calls them. And it just bounces off of them. Oh, that way you don't crack your screen. Right. Nice. It's kind of it's kind of cute, uh, cute enough to give him first place. I don't know what he wins. I don't know if it's just recognition or he gets scholarship money or whatever. But yeah, and it's going to be started. It's going to use a Kickstarter uh, th- this month. It's going to start up. So get your money ready. I would buy this. Okay. I have dropped a phone and it's not pleasant. So you don't like the parachute I put on there for you? <laughs> That's a little defective. Oh. Has it worked? Have you seen her screen? <laughs> Uh, oh, no. She hasn't dropped it lately, so there's nothing wrong. Why'd okay. you say ew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know the why. the germs? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Rob, Allison, and Jim. This week, many of us will be spending time with family and friends, celebrating freedom, maybe some fireworks and food. Any more F words I can use? A uh, fun, 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 right? Well, here's an easy and fun game you can play for the 4th of July. Mm. It's called Freedom Towers. And you can break into teams, but today, this morning, our team is Team Jim and Team Rob. Okay? Okay, team, so, let's go, team! Oh, Rob, come on, team! So all you need to play this game are plastic cups and index cards. We happen to have red cups and blue index cards because, you know, we're festive red, like that. Red, white, and blue. That's right. So when, when I say go, <sighs> each team is going to... <laughs> All right, you start by putting a cup rim side down, and then on top of the cup, you're going to put an index card. And then you're going to take another cup and put it rim side down on top of the index card, and so on. So cup, card, cup, card. Gotcha. Card. Okay, I'm done. And we're going to see who can have the tallest freedom tower after 30 seconds. Hmm. All right, okay. so All right. let me get the clock ready. On your mark. He's touching Hands something. Off. I'm hey. not touching hey. anything. Hey. Hands hey. off. Can you, t- can you tell we're competitive? I'm blindfolded, <laughs> by the way, everybody. You're right. He's not. Get set. One hand behind go. my back. Whoa, I'm not ready. All right, they are stacking. They each have two. 
I feel like Rob is a little more nimble. Nimble? What are you saying? <laughs> oh, they are tied up. They are tied. Oh. Oh. Jim's is leaning a little bit. We are halfway through. The clock continues to tick. We are at 10 seconds, people. Neither one of them has toppled their Freedom Towers, which oh, is really good. It feels like it's about to go. Oh, Rob's is leaning. No, 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 no. Jim. Oh, oh. time's up. Rob, hands hey. off your tower. Hands off. Hey, he's still Rob, adjusting. Hands off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who is this? I lost. Who's the winner? I fell. Oh, man. Mine That's was correct. 10 high. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> but this is it. You could use this as an illustration to show how if we don't treat our freedoms with care and defend them, the whole thing could topple like, <laughs> like oh. Rob's freedom tower. Oh. Look at that. Oh. A life lesson in a game. Oh. Okay. Good job, Jim. Thank you very much. More than just pretty voices. New parents will do whatever they can to help their baby stop crying. I mean, is the baby hungry? Is the baby fussy? Is the baby in pain? Is the baby's diaper wet? <sighs> A mother of four and a statistician, her name is Ariana Anderson, she decided to develop this app that can help decipher the cry of a baby. Taking a five-second audio sample, we look at over 6,000 different acoustic features and we try to see which features are associated with each state using artificial intelligence. They recorded babies crying from like when they got their ears pierced, they recorded babies crying when they got vaccinations, all these different scenarios. And then a panel of moms had to unanimously agree what that cry meant really? before they would use the data. So it's, it's really very technical. Um, but, you know, people like Jim who have a bunch of kids, you would probably be smarter than an app, wouldn't you? Well, no doubt. But you lost me on moms unanimously agreed. <laughs> I know. Are you saying they don't? Uh, Is that where you leading whoa, this thing? My mic's off. <laughs> okay. So uh, maybe I'll play in. I'll play a cry, and Jim, you tell what the baby's trying to say, and we'll see if you match the app. Hungry. No. Hungry. No. Sorry, that baby just got Always a vaccination. Oh. All right, let's try another one. Hungry. No, this baby's diaper is wet. Ooh. One more. Hungry. <laughs> no, this baby thinks Jim Man is scary. <laughs> wow, Jim. I'm glad they didn't ask you on that app. That's why I was always feeding my kids. That's the hungry one. Uh. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I, I can't control what's going to happen at this moment because when our producer, Jim Mann, is hungry, you never know what's going to happen next. Well, I don't want to take a lot of your time, okay? I just want to get to the point. Please. But remember back during the solar eclipse? Oh, almost oh, a year yeah. ago, yeah. Yeah, well, Krispy Kreme had the chocolate glazed donut, and people went crazy over that, remember? They waited in line for, like, yeah. hours for those things. Some of us even missed the eclipse because we're looking down at our donuts. <laughs> you remember what, that? What, are you talking about the specially made eclipse donuts? Mm, just for that one day. Well, guess what? Coming up July 7th, which is a Saturday, it's World Chocolate Day, and they're bringing it back for just one day. Whoa. And I wanted everyone to know that. So you do. Huh? Out on it. Something so. tells me that Jim Mann is going to be in his tent in the parking lot of a Krispy Kreme. 
waiting for these things. <laughs> me and my friend Shaq, because we're really close, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, and uh, he speaks many languages. So if you don't understand English, what I'm telling you, he can tell you in many languages about chocolates, chocolate, 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 chocolate. He's he's so well versed with chocolate. So, you know, you probably you picked up on whatever language you speak. You picked up on chocolate, the World Chocolate Day coming up July 7th. Rob is going to go crazy. He's got, a little, he's got a little outfit he wears for this day. Oh, I do? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> thanks for letting me know. Uh, yeah, it's great. So enjoy. His morning crew. I would like to welcome you to the Sammy Show this morning. <laughs> if you're new to the family, Sammy is Allie's little five-year-old. Okay, this and he's time. he's very shy, so we got to try to lift him I'm out. I'm not shy. He's all. I, <laughs> I'm not okay, that I, shy. Okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> you were wrong, Mr. Wong. That's right. Okay. okay. All right. Sammy, remember what I said. You don't need to yell. You don't need to yell. I have another Komodo dragon book to read. So, Sammy and I read a lot of books. He just finished his 48th book to get his medal today at the library for summer reading. Nice. So, we're really excited. The book we read yesterday is called Komodo Dragons and Geckos. Yes. And you guys, I learned some crazy things, didn't we, Sammy? Yeah, I am in it. It is we warned about they, they, one of them climbed. What does he do? He eats. He does a lot of stuff. Angie, Angie. What does he lick? He licks his eyeballs. His eyeballs. eyeballs. They don't, geckos do not have eyelids. Yeah. So they lick them to keep them clean. Isn't that weird? Look, watch him lick it. Okay, and then this other crazy thing we learned. What's what's cool about their feet, Sammy? Do you remember? Um, um, uh, let me look at, uh, their feet are tiny, sticky, tiny, Dick. tiny and sticky. Yeah, and if something gets too close to them, they hide off. Right. Right. <laughs> Remember not to yell. Well, listen to this, you guys. Their feet are so sticky because yeah. they have these tiny little ha- hair-like parts on each foot. The stickiness is so powerful it could support two adult humans. Little adult human? How is that possible? So does that mean if we see a gecko on a wall, we could like hang from it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if you heard what Sammy has added, but he said you can eat them too. <laughs> can I tell you something? Hey, you I don't said, have to yell at us. They didn't eat They do not. I wish I them. They eat people. Oh. I don't know if that was in the book. I don't want to be near a gecko. He's crossing it with Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that was in the book. Is Sammy still here? (laughs) We're Sammy. There he is. (laughs) And that is the Sammy Show.